Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the Tropical Chevrolet Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show on AM560, FM99.9, HD2, The Joe, WQAM, and streaming on the Odyssey app. Sponsored by Tropical Chevrolet, where convenience for our customers are top priority. Find new roads at Tropical Chevrolet. Here's Zach and the Nose. All right, folks. That's right. It's Zach and the Nose. Yeah, a little Wednesday night uh, night action, late night action for you here uh, on 560 The Joe WQM. It is Zach and the Nose. We are here till 10 o'clock tonight, taking all your fantasy football questions, talking fantasy football with you. It's week seven of the NFL season coming up here in about, what, 24 hours and 20 minutes or so. That's when we'll have Thursday night football kicking off. Broncos and Browns, but until that happens, we'll be taking your questions tonight via text 305-567-0560 and going through all our normal shenanigans. It can't be Zach in the nose without the nose. Spencer, the nose, welcome to week seven of the NFL season. We got through the first 33% of the season. We're now on to the second 33%. How are you doing tonight? That's amazing math by you. Did you totally make that up just now, or you really wrote just... it down earlier today? Yes, you broke you broke the season down in thirds. I did I did? You yep. are yep. spectacular, yep. man. We did it. We are at week seven. It's flown by, but now the true challenges and the grind of the NFL fantasy season begins this week. And as we all know, I already I'm just going out and saying it. This is the week we call Survive and Advance Week because so many people right now have multiple players on bye weeks this week and on top of the crazy injuries that happen every year, but so many different injuries. So we have to grind out this week, figure out how to get a W, and uh, we're here to help, and I got some plans for everybody, so let's get going, baby. Yeah, there's a lot going on this week, like you said, Nose, and yes, this is one of those weeks where you're probably searching the waiver wire a little bit more than you normally would. There's a lot of teams on by, like Nose just said. We're going to get into that in just a second. And a lot of dudes injured, especially going into this Thursday night game where there are just three off the top of my head that are not playing. That is the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns and both starting running backs for the Cleveland Browns, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. A lot going on there. But let's start off with, like you said, Survive in advance week, because that's a perfect name for it, because there are a lot of teams on by and good teams with a lot of good fantasy players in it. Start from the top here with the teams that are on by nose. Go through it a little bit, because a lot of people, I think, are going to be picking up dudes you never thought would be on your fantasy football team about seven weeks ago because of these teams on by. Start us off, those. Tell us what's going on this week, bye week-wise. Well, we have six teams on buy, so that's 18.7% of the NFL is on Did the buy. Did you do that math? Wow. Check, check that out, buddy. But, uh, but seriously, it's not just teams on a buy. 
last week there were some teams on the bye, like the Jets, that really was not so huge in terms of fantasy implications, the 49ers. But this week, you got Buffalo. Man, you got to find a replacement for Josh Allen and Steph Diggs at the very minimum. Uh, now you have the best offense in what I believe in the NFL outside of Tampa, which is Dallas. You got people have to replace Dak, Zeke, CD, your boy CD Lamb, Amari Cooper, and now the stud that they're calling Dalton Schultz. Love him, by the way. You got Minnesota. You got no Cousins. You got no Dalvin Cook. You got no Jefferson or Thielen. Man, these are starters on every fantasy team. Next, no Pittsburgh, right? Rising star, Najee Harris. You're going to have to keep him on your bench. Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. And last but not, well, not last but not least, the Chargers. Everybody on the Chargers starts, right? Mike. Justin Herbert, A.A. Ron Ekelar, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Those are not just starters. Those are our elite players for people's fantasy teams. And then last but not least, not so much, though, Jacksonville. Hey, man, James Robinson, Jimmy's been really great. And uh, another player you have to replace. So right off the bat, you're looking at six teams with a ton of buy issues all over the place. You got players that are hurt, whether it's Christian McCaffrey or you just mentioned Chubb, excuse me, Hunt. They're just endless amount of players who are now just getting hurt week in and week out. So what do we have to do? We have to make the best of the situation and we have to give yourself the best chance to plug in players that have enough volume to give you fantasy points. And uh, again, Text in the show, Zach, you can throw out the information. That's what you do. But let's get into it. 305-567-0560 is the text machine. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you do want to get in and send a question for the nose to answer for you for tonight. Yeah, uh, by my count, it looks like three to four, maybe even five first round picks out this week uh, with injury or by second and third round guys all over the place, including, like you said, a couple quarterbacks in there, Dak, Josh Allen, and Justin Herbert. If you're in a one-quarterback league, or I'm in a two-quarterback league as well, this is a wild week when it comes to that. Especially, and there are two guys in my league, uh, in my uh, in my two-quarterback league, one of them, not even joking, has Dak and Josh Allen. Like, he is in big trouble this week. He's in second place, I believe, in my league. He's in big tr- I mean, I think he's starting this week. I think I see he's starting Case Keenum as one of his guys this week. That's how... Deep, you have to go down there. And the Justin Herbert owner at this point is crying because I don't even think he can start Case Keenum because it's not even available anymore at this point. But, yeah, this is a rough one. This is one of those weeks that we talk about early in the season that if you're not kind of prepared a week or two ahead, you're probably going to get caught with, you know, no pun intended, your pants down when it comes to this week when it comes to fantasy football. Right, but there's the other side of this, right? There's the side that what if you have three or four players that are not playing on your team and you get that sneaky win? Because there is no better feeling than coming off a win and then the following week you get to plug all your stars back into your lineup for all these players that were just replacement players, right? Just for this week. There's nothing better than getting that win. So, man, I I really don't like laying it down. So you got to do everything you can to give your best, you know, there are some scrappy players, Zach, that we're going to go through. Right, like to uh, tomorrow night, Dearness Johnson. That's right. a bit. That's the big waiver wire name right now in CBS leagues. Many of the waivers go through, so you have to make a decision: Do I need to start or pick up Dearness Johnson, for example? So let's just jump right into that. It's a bad start, Zach. I'm going to flat out tell you. 
Right now, the Broncos have a top four defensive uh, or top four in the NFL against the rush. That is not Nick Chubb. That is not right. Kareem Hunt. Right. That is Dearon Nance Johnson. It's a bad start, but that might be a start that you have to have because you don't have players on your bench to fill in for him, and you know he's going to get about 15 to 17 touches. So based on that volume alone, yes, you might have to pick up Johnson and hope he gets that dirty touchdown or gets you 10 to 12 fantasy points because that's how thin it is right now. And so we're going to go into the players like Dearon Johnson and other Basically, can you start a Miles Gaskin? We're going to discuss things right. like that. What Baltimore running backs should I start? Because quite honestly, that's like throwing a crystal ball out there and just guessing because I have a breakdown of their stat numbers last week. So again, we have to grind through this week, survive in advance, put the best lineups possible by using logic. Another thing, you know, a lot of people are asking about the Giants wide receivers core. Right? Sterling Shepard, is he startable? Darius Slayton, Kenny Galladay. Well, let's see what's going on with Daniel Jones first because right now I still think he's 50 50 to play with that concussion situation. And again, so a lot of the information we won't have tonight, but I want you guys to be all ready and prepped for your, you know, for when you're making your final decisions on Sunday. All right, send in your text if you haven't, 305 567 I see they're already uh, coming in. Fast and furious, so we're going to get to a bunch of them here coming up. Uh, before we get to that and before we get to our first break of this evening, let's talk about a little bit of what last week was. There were some big special performances last week. Week six was one of those weeks that if you had one or two of these guys on your team, that's a W. Uh, if you didn't win last week and you had a couple of these guys on your team, you are doing something wrong on your team. Those Give me a couple of those week six studs. I see you wrote a bunch of them down, and it was nice watching these guys play. Yeah, we might as well call this segment the Derrick Henry segment. That, that's where I'm at right now with this guy. He's the true obvious horse. What a job on Monday Night Football. Derrick Henry had 143 yards and three touchdowns. He had 40 fantasy points on a Monday Night Football where, Zach, so many... So many teams, including many that I have, because I'm heavily invested in Derrick Henry, went from being basically out of the week to winning it in one of the most exciting. Man, this is why I do fantasy, okay? The the, the Monday night, dirty Monday night, all of a sudden he breaks a 76-yard touchdown, and you start off your night down 30 fantasy points. All of a sudden you're like, whoa, I'm back in this thing. Right, and right. then you get that amazing feeling inside that's saying, you know, you feel alive. It's like gambling, but it's fantasy. And that's the beauty of why I love fantasy. But Derrick Henry, not just one, one then he star. gets a second, and then he gets the third touchdown, 40 fantasy points. No doubt the number one stun and running back in the fantasy world in any position as far as I'm concerned. He is the number one player, and he's proving it week in, week out, because in this segment, we are using his name week in and week out. Now, before you get to anyone else, I have to ask you this. I know we're early in the season. We're not going to talk about how you draft next season. That's We're not there yet. Maybe, maybe six weeks from now we'll get there. But let me just ask this. Has Derrick Henry in the last two years made a case that he should be the number one pick in fantasy football? Oh, he is the number one pick now. Like, okay, so he's proven that, yes, full PPR league, people are going to tell you, 
he's going to catch maybe he's caught more balls this year. I don't have his he exact. Has? Right. Yes, he has. He has. I, right. I'm going to pull that. I can pull that up pretty darn quick right now. He has caught the ball 16 times this year. 16 times uh, is 16 points. But to give you an idea, other people who are catching someone like Austin Ekelar, who's he's got 27. Uh, somebody like Najee Harris so far, unexpectedly 34. So there's a lot of points that he's missing out on, but 16's not that bad for a Derrick Henry's. But anyway, it doesn't matter when he has 783 yards on the ground through uh, six weeks when the next best is Ezekiel Elliott with 521. No, nowhere near right. him. So right. uh, Derrick Henry has proven, uh, but at the same time, you just don't want him that one year he wears down. Uh, but for next year, let's worry about next year. But there's right. no doubt he's proving himself that if you took him in the top five in, in any league, uh, if you have him, you are likely having a winning record right now. As you said, you either would have had really bad luck with injuries right. or right. you're really bad at drafting if you went with Henry and then don't you know don't have a good team. That's just right. pretty emba- yeah, it's pretty embarrassing. So if that's you, I'm sorry, but you're an embarrassment. <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, Texas said it. Let us know what the what your record is with Derrick Henry and, and who else you have in your team. Right. Show show me a one in five right. with Derrick Henry, right. and I'm right. just right. Shake my head. Twenty five team league, and you're the first pick, and you picked Henry. That would be the only case where I would say, yeah, you're right. Okay, maybe that's the case. Uh, tell me what else happened week six wise. I know we only talked about Derrick Henry so far, but a couple quarterbacks, a couple wide receivers, even another running back had an amazing week. Well, I'll throw in the running back real quick, Johnny Taylor. Well, welcome to fantasy in the last few weeks. This is how quickly he jumped. He was, you know, wavering around 13th or 14th overall with running back Zach. And then as of the last few weeks, boom, right to number three. Do not pass go. Ahead of Ezekiel Elliott, but before Ekelar. The top five right now are Derrick Henry, Ekelar, Taylor, Zeke, and then Najee Harris. And then Aaron Jones, got to throw him in there for the kids, number six. So what's happened here with the running position the cream has risen to the top through six weeks. Derrick Henry, Ekelar, Taylor, Zeke, Najee Harris, all picked in the top 15 in most fantasy drafts. So that's finally good to see that the law of averages have worked out there. Uh, but also huge games out of the quarterbacks, Dak Prescott and the machine offense. That is Dallas. Right now, if you have any piece of Dak, C.D. Lamb, or Zeke, you are and Schultz at tight end. Oh, I will right. not forget about him. You are really happy. Amari Cooper falling behind uh, as C.D. Lamb you know, rises to the top, but I would still be very happy with a Amari Cooper as my wide receiver two or three at this point. And then last but not least, Josh Allen, 353 yards in the air with three touchdowns. Jeez. Establishing himself after a, a rough start to the season. His first two games, subpar, right? But he has come back to the elite. He right now is currently the number overall, uh, number one quarterback right now, along with Tom Brady. The two of them are basically the exact same stats with Patrick Mahomes right underneath him. So Josh Allen was picked as the second overall uh, quarterback in all drafts, and now he's proven why. He's number one. And then we just mentioned him, the wide receiver, C.D. Lamb with heroics, nine catches, 149 yards, and two touchdowns. If you took a chance on him saying he was going to take that next step, and I know you did in the league, uh, Zach, what, right. a, what, a, what a performance by him. And I expect things after the bye week to just remain the same for him. He's just going to be one of the best rising stars in the game. And then last but not least, the number one uh, wide receiver, Cooper Cup, just again and Jeez, again and right. again. 
Cooper Cup has not stopped. Number one wide receiver in the league, averaging 23 fantasy points in a half a point PPR league. Right, you know, just to give you an idea, Tyreek Hill is number two and 12 points behind him. And number three is Jamar Chase, who's about 25 points behind him. Insane that Jamar Chase is number three, but even more insane as Cooper Cup is just in his own world right now. Right. It's unbelievable. What great performances last week from a bunch of these guys here. 305-567-0560 is the text machine. We're going to get into all of our normal stuff tonight. As we do, we'll do a little observations in the next segment with your text messages. We also have the sniff test, of course, coming up here later on in the show. The tight end pick of the week, yes or no's. And of course, the no's pick of the week coming for week seven of the NFL season. That is the no's. I am Zach. This is Zach and the No's brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Find new roads at Tropical Chevrolet in beautiful Miami Shores. We'll take a break. We're going to come back right after this. Welcome back to the Tropical Chevrolet Fantasy Football Show with Zach and the Nose on AM560 and FM96.5 HD2, The Joe, WQAM. Zach and the Nose. That's right. We're back here. Brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Special shout out. To the king and queen of Tropical Chevrolet, Ari and Erica, and Danny, the GM there as well. Without them, we wouldn't be on the air tonight or any night. Because they are the kings and queens and our, our people over there at Tropical Chevrolet right there in Miami Shores. Uh, we're going to get to observations here in just a second. We also have a couple text messages that came in. 305-567-0560. Um, very funny text. I think this is from Stevie Meatballs, by the way, who texted in. Hell yeah, Derrick Henry's the first pick unless Chris Greer is drafting. hey oh, save that for the morning, uh, Stevie Meatballs. You know how I am with Chris Greer. I don't like to talk to him about him. Excuse me. Talk about him on the fantasy show because that gets me angry. And I'm an angry Dolphins fan when I talk about him. But thank you for the text uh, in general. Uh, let's get to this one. It looks like our buddies from Hawaii has texted in our first text of the evening. We always have to get to him because I love when he texts into the show. Full PPR league. I need three wide receivers. And he gave us four no's, A.J. Brown, Chase, Hilton, and Waddle. So drop one, keep the rest. We are dropping T.Y. Hilton. You are all in on A.J. Brown. He looked really good in the second half of the Monday Night Football game. I expect that to extremely continue in the game this week. Uh, really big, big week for A.J. Brown going against the Chiefs. They're going to have to keep up with you know, scoring against the Chiefs, and the Chiefs give up a lot of points. So you're going to drop uh, T.Y. Hilton on this one. Let Waddle stay a little hot, and Jamar Chase is to never come out of your lineup. Hubba, Bubba, Chubba, Hubbard, or uh, looks like Lamont, or was it Latavius Murray? He's low on running backs, needs one of those two. Oh, that's Chubba, Hubba, all day, no-brainer. He's a good start when... Uh, until Christian McCaffrey comes back. He's probably not going to be as good as Mike Davis was last year, but Chubba Hubba had himself a solid amount of yards last week. He got into the end zone. And right now, the Baltimore Ravens, and we will get into it, you cannot trust any running back there. The only person that you could trust there is Lamar Jackson, and you cannot start him at running back. So right. it's something that we're going to have to get into, but that's an easy one. Go with uh, Hubbard over Murray. Uh, here's a good one from the game of the weekend down here in Miami. Kyle Pitts or Mike Gronkowski? Which tight end you like better this week? Wow, I like them both. Right. I do. Um, Gronkowski's looked great. That being said, I think Atlanta finally just figured out what they have, and you have to start Kyle Pitts this week. Watching, I know they, they're coming off the bye, but watching what he did in London, it would really 
really shock me if he didn't get uh, 10 to 12 targets per game moving forward. Based on that alone, I'm going to go with Kyle Pitts over Gronk Secchi, but those are two very good tight ends to have, and at some point you might have an opportunity to maybe trade one of them, but for now, go with Pitts. The texter texted that knows good form on Fournette advice last week, but D. Johnson, bad form. Fournette had a nice game last week. Fournette's become a I mean, is absolute... he, is he a, no, no, a running back now for Tampa Bay? Like, there's no committee there anymore, right? It's just it, him. It, it happened. I thought it would happen last year. We discussed right. it. Last year, it just never came to fruition. Ronald Jones maintained his job there, but no no mas. Fournette has just... Man, it's the power of Brady. He has just fallen in line, and he was always a phenomenal running back. You know, he was the number one running back coming out of... Uh, a high school in, in uh, Louisiana. Then he goes into LSU and is one of the best running backs in the SEC for years. Then he's a top five pick in the NFL. And then he busts because he just wasn't maybe a professional or ready to be right. that good. Now he he's ready. Jacksonville, right? One of those. Two, that's, right? And right. that's a, well, that also is a problem, but he right. definitely has the game for it. And he has now shine, excuse me, he's, he's shining and uh, he's right now a, a running back two and a firm one. So most likely if you got him, you'll already have one very good running back. And if that's the case, you really don't need to trade for a running back. You have Fournette and whoever the one, you know, your first or hopefully your second. Hopefully Fournette's your third best running back. But overall, yeah, he is a player that should be starting week in and week out. That's the point. Right. 305-567-0560 if you want to get in here. Uh, PPR league need a flex. Looks like Chase Edmonds or oh, is Elijah Mitchell. One of those two. It's a tough situation because I've really broken down. I took a lot of time to try to figure out what's going on in the Arizona running back situation. Chase Edmonds is not getting the actual rushes, but he is getting the ball out of the backfield. So Chase has to catch a lot of balls to be significant. Um, in a full PPR league, I do like him over Elijah Mitchell. I want to see what Elijah Mitchell looks like on Sunday Night Football against the Colts. I like him a lot, but as we've discussed week in and week out for a few years now, you cannot trust the running back committees that go on in San Francisco. You have no idea that Sunday Trey Sermon could come out of nowhere right. and be the lead back. We do not know. Nobody knows, and I don't want anyone to tell me that they think they know because they don't. Nobody knows. So in that situation, it's a little bit more risky. Chase Edmonds in that offense, I'd go with him. Uh, but also, he is splitting times with uh, Jimmy Connor, and he looks really good. 16 carries for 71 yards last week. So he's ca- he's, he's rushing it, and Chase is catching the ball to the backfield in the shotgun uh, formations for Arizona. Uh, what are the, the good old days of Radio Raheem, right? Of just him being there and him being the number one guy in San Francisco, right? <laughs> Not like anymore. Ten, it seems like 10 years ago. Uh, listen, I got right. I got a plenty, plenty invested in Eli Mitchell. So listen, hold on to him because the person who ends up being the stud running back in San Francisco ends up really doing really well. Last year, Jeff Wilson Jr. helped a lot of fantasy right. teams in the playoffs and win because he was the guy. And when he was the guy there, sure, he took advantage of it. So we're still waiting to see. I would love to see Eli Mitchell blow up this week. I just need to see it with my own eyes again after he got injured. And then Trey Sermon's come in. And again, we just don't know what he's going to do there. It would be uh, really good for fantasy owners if you saw 
17 touches out of Mitchell out of the backfield. That would be a huge deal for him because then he could be probably trusted, the, you know, the following weekend. Right. That's what you want to look for, right? A guy that you get two or three weeks in a row, not just your one week uh, kind of blur at that point. 305-567-0560 is the text machine if you want to get in here. Let's get to a couple observations here before we have to go to our next break. Nose Thursday night football. We've talked about it a little bit uh, right now for both teams. Uh, Cleveland is banged up. I mean, banged up on offense, and that's going to hurt your fantasy. Denver's got a pretty good defense, but they got some starters on offense also. Let's talk a little bit about that Denver-Cleveland Thursday night football game that will uh, kick off, by the way, in less than 24 hours. How about that? We're at 831. It'll be about 23 hours and 55 minutes from now. Yes, it will be. And there's not, hey, there it is. There's not a lot of fantasy uh, implications in this game, to be bluntly honest. The Cleveland offense has been absolutely decimated. So what do you do? We discussed earlier, Dernich Johnson. Hey, if you have him, I don't love his start, but can you get 10 to 12 points out of him if he finds himself a dirty touchdown? Yes, that is what you're looking for. But the Broncos are a top team against the run. And they're going to stack up against Case Keenum because right now you have Odell Beckham, who's very questionable to play as well. You have the big running backs out. So right now, if I'm a fantasy owner, the only person I'm considering starting at this point, at this exact point, is Dearness Johnson, and I'm not loving it, okay? But I in a, in a week where 18.7% of the teams are on a bye week, sometimes decisions are made for right, you. Right. And he is right now the person who's going to give you the most volume on your waiver wire pickups. So, hey, you got to start him. Maybe enjoy your night, you know, and, and maybe you get that lucky thrill that he gets, you know, could break a touchdown, get you enough fantasy points that he was worth the start. I want, before you get to Denver, I wonder if this game wasn't Thursday night, but it was Sunday at 1 o'clock. Would that change a bunch of these guys? Maybe Baker plays. Maybe Chubb gets an extra couple days in place. Interesting that they're on a short week and so many guys are out this week. But I wonder how much it would change for fantasy owners if this was a Sunday or a Sunday night football game. Right? I mean, the implications of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt alone wow. not playing are yes. huge. Those are both top 15 running backs. You know it. You're heavily invested in Nick Chubb. Right. It, it is it is a, a heartbreaker. But I think Cleveland's probably doing the best thing for fantasy owners and the players' health in general and for the team is let these guys get that uh, rest. It is a short week. Try to win at home in a grimy game against Denver. Pick up the win and get those guys healthy is probably their best bet from a fantasy perspective though um yeah maybe the cleveland one player they are running back literally that is it i don't like anybody else the people's jones is a nice wide receiver but we can't really trust what case keenum who was a gunslinger at one point in his career but he's a backup and you see what someone like a geno smith is doing in seattle he's not making their wide receivers look very pretty right now so and, and maybe no Odell Beckham and then no Jarvis. Like, this is a this is a roughed-up offense. Right. This is a bad offense, and that's a good defense that's going to be very hungry. Von Miller basically said he wants to eat whoever is going against him on the offensive line or whoever the quarterback is. Right. He's going to eat them, literally. So I'm a little scared of that myself. But on the other side is Denver, where you do have some players that uh, you could consider playing. Licking week in, week out. I'm in a two-quarterback league. I know a lot of you that are listening are. Teddy Two Gloves is a completely startable second quarterback in a two-quarterback league. He's done me completely fine. Uh, he is banged up, so keep an eye on that. But if he's starting, 
I think that you could trust Cortland Sutton in your lineup, and Noah Fant is a no-brainer for your lineup. But the real question is, what's the deal at running back with Denver? And can you start Williams or Melvin Gordon? And look, I think Javante Williams is a real big talent. I don't know if you guys watched him last week. Highlights of hurtling players. But right now, the volume isn't there. They're a true 50-50 split. So for me personally, in Cleveland, I wouldn't be running to start uh, either Javante Williams or MG3. Unless, of course, I have to because I have everybody on by. So right now, in terms of Denver, Teddy Two Gloves, I have no problem with you starting him in a two-quarterback league. And I do believe that uh, Cortland Sutton and Noah Fan could both have good games on Thursday night. Right. And that's, listen, that's what you're going to get Thursday night football, by the way, tomorrow night. Uh, a lot of fantasy implications in that game for the wrong reasons, not the right reasons there. So that's Thursday night football. we got a couple more observations. We're going to get to those when we come back. After a short break, 305-567-0560, if you want to get a couple text messages in here before we end our number one, that is the nose. Danny Garcia back at the studios, making sure he pushes the, all the right buttons for us uh, at that moment. And I am Zach. This is Zach and the Nose, brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. We'll take a break. We'll come back. More observations, more text messages right after this. Welcome back to the Tropical Chevrolet Fantasy Football Show with Zach and the Nose on AM560 and FM96.5 HD2, The Joe, WQAM. All right, back here on Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. We've got a couple text messages we're going to get to, and we have more observations. Let's hit a couple of these texts up real quick uh, before we get to the rest of the observations from week six of the NFL season. Uh, Here's an interesting one. Should I trade Kyler Murray for Josh Allen? It's a great... It's not a great... Wow. It's a weird question. It's a weird question. My answer is no. You should not trade... Oh, wait. Yes, you should trade for Josh Allen. I prefer Josh Allen. Kyler, right. And the one word that comes to mind when I make the decision of liking Josh Allen over Kyler Murray is durability. At this point... I am still a little nervous about how Kyle Murray plays the game and what he's going to do later in the season. Don't get me wrong, Kyle Murray, superstar, top flight quarterback. But you're talking about Josh Allen, who's the number one quarterback right now, who I don't see going so far backwards. And the fact that he is just so built like an ox, I just trust his health will hold up a little bit more than Kyle Murray. Uh, But otherwise, they're very similar players. Uh, I do like Josh Allen a little bit more than Kyle Murray on the course of an entire season. All right, another one that says, is it right to go to Joe Stonecrab twice in two weeks? I mean, is it right? If it's not right, I don't want to be wrong or however you want to say it, baby. Yes, it is very right. Good answer. Yes. Now, Joe Stonecrab is now open. It is Stonecrab season, everybody. So I... uh, I hope at some point in the season, whether you either go to Joe's, you do it in a much probably cost-efficient way by going to maybe like a Delaware, like a Crowder would love, you could get yourself some great stone crabs for sure. Right, 100%. What a good commercial by you right there for Delaware Chicken Farm. I have to tell my wife about that. I'm not supposed to do, I'm not supposed to do that, am I? No, it's, it's be okay. just great. Yeah, no, they're a sponsor of the show. It doesn't matter. That's there it. You, go buy a Chevrolet go. and go get some, uh, some stone crabs. You're good to go right there. You, and we did everything. it. We did it. Uh, let's get to a couple more observations. Send more t- text messages in, by the way. 305-567-0560. I like your your second observation because it has to do with the Miami Dolphins a little bit. Uh, Not a little bit, a lot of it. Miles Gaskins. That's an interesting one. Beginning of the season, by the way, before drafts happen, 
there was a little bit of buzz around Miles Gaskin that he might be the, the the guy for the Dolphins, that maybe he'll get the catches, maybe he'll get a bunch of carries per game. Boy, let me tell you, each week, it is a crapshoot with this guy. Yeah, I remember watching the good old ESPN and the, the big wigs over there who were really thinking breakout city for Miles Gaskin, and it just makes me laugh. How at the end of the day, not everybody knows anything. You know, it's not right. not easy to predict a Miles Gaskin. And, you know, like I, I could play the game. Raise your hand if you have Miles Gaskin. I'm raising my hand right now, okay? And raise your hand again if you benched him two weeks ago because he hadn't done anything right. in forever. And the first time you benched him, he actually has that huge game. Where was that game? Was it against um uh, Wait, it was, was like it against three Atlanta? Weeks ago. No, not Atlanta. It was no, right. Uh, they're playing them this week. Tampa. Thank That's you. it. It was Tampa, right? It right. Against Tampa, because right? it was they're going against the number one rush defense. You right. see the bomber. What a star right. you are, bomber. Yep. Yes, you is. got. Of course, you don't start Miles Gaskin this week. He's going against Tampa, the number one rush defense, the best defensive line. And then what does it happen? He's shrieking down on curls and catching balls for touchdowns, and then he blows up. Raise your hand again if you're like, okay. This is last week. I'm going to start him again because he's back, and right. he got you under three fantasy. Wah, That's, wah. And I'm raising my hand again. So, of course, it is. How do you get the Miles Gaskin situation right? Well, for some teams this week, Zach, your choice is going to be easy for you. We were just on a commercial break, and uh, Garcia is telling us about his running back conundrums. And I just felt bad for the guy because at the end of the day, injuries and bye weeks, you're going to have to make really difficult decisions. Right, so right. for Miles Gaskins, there's a lot of team out there right now that have no choice but to start him. Just hope he has that big game. But I have in a few leagues a choice to not start him because I'm not as heavy bye week this week, just how it laid out for me. And I'm going to put him on my bench. He is a player that cannot be trusted unless you have, again, no other choice. I can't predict what the Miami Dolphins, I don't think anybody right now can predict what the Miami uh, Dolphins offense is going to do in a week-to-week basis. So uh, if you have to start him this week, sure, he's a starting running back. He should get enough volume or enough receptions to give you a chance to have a good game. But at the end of the day, I'm not banking on it. Right. I don't even know who's going to be in the quarterback room for the Miami Dolphins in the next couple of days. Who knows what that's going to be like. I'll save that for the morning, though. That's nothing to uh, discuss here uh, on the show. 305-567. Unless it breaks, then we'll break into full coverage at that point. 305-567-0560 is the text machine if you want to send a couple texts in there. The Miles Gaston situation is uh, is very interesting. But that brings us to the next observation, which is just kind of – it's one of those things, folks, that if you listen to us in the beginning – the pre-draft specials, you heard the nose talk about one quarterback a lot, and that is obviously Jalen Hurts and how he's going to be the guy. He was the nose pick of the year. He was in. Right. Hit it. Right. Jalen Hurts so good. Right. But another guy that the nose was all over in the pre-draft shows that we did here, right here in 560, the Joe Zach and the Nose Show, brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. He was hitting on one certain running back. That was not necessarily a first-round pick. Maybe not a second-round pick. Right, I'm getting there. Not Maybe That's not even a third-round pick. That was perfect timing for that. Daryl Henderson. And guess what? Daryl Henderson's on every one of my teams. I went with the nose. And guess what? I'm a happy, happy fantasy owner right now. Take a bow, nose. Daryl Henderson has done it. Right, he has done it. Um, uh- I'm loving this one, and yes, thank you for the uh, the kudos. 
you know, I basically wrote the notes for you to give me the kudos, but hey, that's the show. Listen, Henderson is currently sitting eighth right now in fantasy in average points per week with going around 18 to 20 fantasy points based on your league scoring, full PPR, maybe a little bit higher. Outside of Cordell Patterson, which is still an enigma wrapped around bacon, only the first and second rounders are right now are higher in the scoring system than Daryl Henderson. Literally, that's it. We went through them earlier on the show. The top dogs right now of running backs are the only players ahead of him. That is, I'm getting to it, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, Ezekiel Elliott, Najee Harris, Aaron Jones. That's it. Nobody else is ahead of him on a now he missed a week, so we're doing what's called, you know, the points average per week because right. otherwise he'll be lower down. But the point is, is you probably took Daryl Henderson in the fourth round, and he was one of the last guys standing in every draft I did as a guy that should be a starter or has a big amount of upside. Well, I loved him and he is just doing it week in and week out. And I expect him ultimately to keep going. I expect him to have a really big game this week at home versus Detroit. So if you're a listener of the show and you got to get that advice, or if you were smart enough yourself to draft Daryl Henderson, just please to the gods of the fantasy gods of the world, stay healthy because you got yourself a what's probably your second best running back who could put up RB1 numbers by the time all is said and done because currently he is doing that on a week-to-week basis. Again, he missed that one week. So his average is absolutely phenomenal right now, 17 to 20 fantasy points. So I just wanted to bring up the point. Daryl Henderson's a great player, but also Sony Michelle has to be owned if you have him because Daryl Henderson is a player that is injury prone and when Sony Michelle got the opportunity to play in that role he really excelled he's a little banged up right now in a lot of I see him on waiver wires in a lot of leagues you have to have him on your team if you have Daryl Henderson I can't reiterate that enough that running back in that system offense of McFay in LA is just straight nasty Zach so yep. uh Listen, if you have him, you should be smiling. That's the point of that little segment and that observation right there. He is going to be a home run player this year. Just stay healthy. Right. I'm just kind of looking back to see where I drafted him in my league. How about my sixth and seventh round picks? Jalen Hurts, Daryl Henderson Jr., sixth and seventh round. No way. Yeah. That's beautiful. I went to just go back and look to see where Henderson was in my big league just to see because I thought maybe he was my fifth or sixth round pick or maybe my fourth. And who's your top running backs in that league? Who's Who's your big dogs? Nick Chubb is one of my guys. My I Miles Sanders, Daryl Henderson Jr., yeah. those are my top three. So you're right? so the point is is that you have Henderson Jr. right now is my two with a bullet at this point. Right, because Nick Chubb, God willing, will be back for your right. big run. And then you have Nick Chubb, then you have Henderson, and that's the nasty one to punch. And the probably the funny part to this story is did you draft Miles Sanders a round or two before Daryl Henderson? I took Miles Sanders in round four. I took Henderson round seven. Right. Okay, so the Daryl Henderson was a player that was slipping in drafts because people didn't know what to expect. Right. If you if you had the I don't know you know if you had the courage if you had the brain smarts whatever even if you were dumb and didn't know what you were doing and just said I'm going to pick this guy right. it's a really beautiful pick and again I just 
when I watched him uh, in the flat catch that touchdown one-on-one against the linebacker, because that's what they do. They line up the running back against the linebacker, who's, and he just beat him straight speed into the corner, and Stafford throwing the ball, and now Henderson's catching 20-yard touchdowns. That's when I realized, yep, that's it. Just stay healthy, and this guy is going to be a top 10 or no-brainer for the rest right. of the year. Unbelievable. Great stuff there, for sure. And uh, if you did take Daryl Henderson Jr., by the way, and you're listening— Text him where you took him. I'd like to know what round Daryl Henderson went in a lot of people's drafts and what, how many teams are in your league. If you're in a 10 or 12 or 16. I, and how are you know. doing? Yeah, right. and how, what's your record while you're right. texting in this show? I, it's one or two players every year. Mike Williams is another player, right, Zach? So right. there's just a few players every year that just put up ridiculous stats, okay? And they're the difference maker because when you pick a Mike Williams in the ninth or 10th round and he's right now the fourth overall uh, best wide receiver in the league, that is the ultimate game changer. Debo Samuel, similar situation as well. Mike Williams, by the way, went in the 14th round in my draft. Bingo. Now, look, now I just looked for him also now that you brought him up just to see where he would be. Game, wow. game changer, right. Wow. Game changer. Right. And then, you know, a Cooper Cup went in the probably the third or fourth rounds of most leagues. But that type of player where if he just falls into your lap, he gives he's giving you right now that first round value. He's giving you that Devontae Adams like sixth overall pick type of value. Uh, and right now with Stafford and that offense, I don't I see that Rams uh, offense. It's not quite gunning on all cylinders like Dallas, but they are really a top three or four. Uh, obviously, you know you have KC and right now Baltimore is going crazy too. But the point is the Rams are an offense you would like a piece of, and uh, Henderson and Cup have been quite awesome. Cooper Cup, by the way, seventh round pick in my draft. He went seventh round. God, now I'm looking at all these guys and where they went. Unbelievable if you want to go but back. You're, that that is a keeper league, isn't that? That is a or, keeper league, right. So there were some guys that were kept, obviously, in that round. So he would probably be a sixth or seventh round pick. I'm looking at the guy who drafted him, and he actually picked Julio Jones in the sixth round and then Cooper Cup in the seventh. He saved himself. Right. That's a steal, right. <laughs> he saved it, it went, you, went, you went from wow. com- complete mud to like... Right. Com- an amazing, you know, like flying like an angel pit. Right. <laughs> right. It's just, it is unbelievable when you go back and you look at that uh, kind of stuff uh, right there. All right, let's get to uh, what, one last observation here since we brought him up in this uh, in this segment anyway. Jalen Hurts, man. Uh, wow. He, yeah, I, he just deserves it every time we talk about it. Knows another uh, one where you could kind of take a little bit of a bow because if you took him and waited to take him instead of, you know, using one of those top first or second round picks on a quarterback because you thought you needed it and you wanted to get them a Holmes or you wanted to get to the Russell Wilson. Man, if you waited and got Jalen Hurts, you're as happy as anyone can be right now in your league. We are uh, we're doing this every week, this segment, and I'm not getting tired of it ever, okay? Right. This is the best part about fantasy is it has sometimes nothing to do with the reality of the NFL, right? So last week, the nose pick of the year, we're all watching him on Thursday Night Football, and he looks disgracefully bad. I'm I'm just saying, he was late to throws, he just looked off, the Eagles offense looks off, the first half goes by and Jalen Hurts has... 50 yards throwing, and like 20 yards on the ground. And I'm literally getting, this is pathetically ruining my night, okay? And then halftime comes around, and then what happens, Zach? The guy rushes for two touchdowns in the second yard, gets himself uh, enough fantasy points where, again, 
those dirty rushing touchdowns. So right now, Hurt So Good is averaging 25 fantasy points on the button in a few of the leagues. Literally, on the button, 25 fantasy points. And to give you an idea, on average, he currently, in my league, is the sixth overall quarterback. Only ones better than him right now are Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, and Patrick Mahomes. Excuse me, he's number seven. I'll repeat that. The only quarterbacks better than Jalen Hurts, Prescott, Lamar, Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, Brady, and Allen. That is exactly, so far, what we predicted would it be. We would not say Jalen Hurts was going to be number one. We knew Jalen Hurts was not going to outscore Pat Mahomes and or Josh Allen. But what we did say was instead of using those the pick in the second round for one of those guys, wait until rounds 10 to 14 right. and take Jalen Hurts. To give you the numbers, Jalen Hurts, as I said, averages exactly 25 fantasy points. Well, Patrick Mahomes averages 29 fantasy points. That is... Four fantasy points differential between the two of them and about a 12 or 13 round difference right, between the right. two of them. And again, when the players that you're taking are top flight running backs or wide receivers that are hopefully your stars on your team, where people are taking Pat Mahomes, that's the difference on how we have good fantasy teams versus bad fantasy teams. And Jalen Hurts has made me a very, very proud nose right now. because Oh, you should be. He has been everything so far. I, I'm, every week, I just look forward to this week at Vegas, 4 o'clock game. I can't wait. Give me some rushing touchdowns, man. That guy, so far, five rushing touchdowns on the season with 300 yards. It's just beautiful. Absolutely right. beautiful. He's well, doing only, this quick story right. knows. Yep. Uh, yes. Last Thursday when we were watching the game, I'm over here running the Panther game, and I kind of see the same thing going on with Jalen Hurts. And then all of a sudden I get a text from my buddy who tried to talk me out of Jalen Hurts. Probably. He tried to talk me out of the nose pick of the year. And I said, no, I'm taking Jalen Hurts. <laughs> so I'm playing him this week, and then I get the text in the second half from him, and he's telling me, USOB, by hook or by crook, that guy bails you out. And I beat his ass this week. Hurts so good, baby. Yes! <laughs> Tell him. This is what I'm here for. It's unbelievable. That's a, that's a tremendous story, Garcia. It's unbelievable. The rushing touchdowns. He leads the NFL by more. So he has five rushing touchdowns, whereas um, Murray has three rushing touchdowns. He's got 300 yards on the ground. Just to give you an idea, Kyler Murray only has 116. Uh, the only one with more, as we discussed, is Lamar with 392, but only two rushing touchdowns. Jalen Hurts runs the ball in because in that offense, they don't run the ball besides him. So uh, let's just keep the good times going. He has a bye week in week 14. So wow. it, is of my, it is of my goal and prayer that every week on this show, we can have this segment and enjoy the fruits that are what has Jalen Hurts has given us. Right, absolutely. God, it's just this is a great story right now to talk about every single week here on the show. This is Zach and the Nose brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Danny Garcia, our producer back in the studios, getting us going as well. We're going to come back. we got more observations to go to. we got text messages coming in left and right. We'll get to those as well. We still have the sniff test to get to. We still have the tight end pick of the week. We still have yes or no's, and we still have the nose pick of the week. Plenty to get to in hour number two here of Zach and the Nose, brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Find new roads at Tropical Chevrolet in beautiful Miami Shores. We are Zach and the Nose. We'll take a break. Hour number two, right after this. It's the Tropical Chevrolet Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show on AM560, FM99.9, HD2, The Joe, 
WQAM and streaming on the Odyssey app. Sponsored by Tropical Chevrolet, where convenience for our customers is our top priority. Find new roads at Tropical Chevrolet. Here's Zach and the Nose. Zach and the Nose, brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Hour number two, week seven of the NFL season starts tomorrow night. We got a decent game tomorrow night uh, if everyone was playing, but they're not, so it's not going to be that great of a game. It's Cleveland and Denver, and uh, there's not a lot of fantasy implications there. We went over a lot of them in the first hour. We're going to talk about a lot more here in hour number two. We have the sniff test coming up. We have yes or no's. We have the tight end pick of the week, and we have the nose pick of the week all coming up here in the next 55 minutes or so. I want to finish the observations from the week that was and the week that will be. Um, I love this one because... Another guy that I drafted, and I was not sure when I drafted him, what the season would look like after winning the Super Bowl. That's your hint, if you know who I'm talking about. Tom Brady and that Tampa Bay offense. Um, Yeah, solid all around. Running backs, tight ends, tons of wide receivers, but you never know how it would work. But it seems to be working pretty good in year two of this experiment, huh, Nose? It's unbelievable. And uh, it's just amazing what we were discussing about Leonard Fournette, and it's just the power that is Tom Brady. And what I mean by that is that it just means that when you sign with him, I equate it to anybody who signed with the Chicago Bulls that was a veteran. You know, you just fell in line with Michael Jordan. You had no choice. It's what you do, and that's what's going on there. Leonard Fournette, huge personality, uh, ego. Okay, what happened now? He's just put it in check and just being a stud. How about Antonio Brown, Zach? No one maybe a little bit more loco than that guy is, right? And you haven't heard a word from him. You know why? Because he's on Tom Brady lockdown. And, yeah, he shows a ton of emotion right now on the field. Every time he catches a ball, I think he's celebrating, like, you know, the birth of God or something. But he is absolutely falling in line because he's not making it about him. So right now, the overall, uh, from a fantasy landscape, Brady's the number two overall quarterback. We discussed Leonard Fournette. He is a stone-cold, solid running back two for your team. Antonio Brown is a top seven overall wide receiver average points per week. And now on top of it, the bad part. that Right now, if you have Chris Godwin or Mike Evans like I do in a bunch of different leagues, they're averaging, based on your league, between 12 and 16 fantasy points. And quite honestly, Evans, he has the biggest game, and then boom, three fantasy. 31 fantasy, then two fantasy. That is frustrating. Uh, And Godwin just seems to be a guy who's a very solid six for 50 yards, and maybe, luckily, he'll catch a touchdown. So the the good news is if you drafted Antonio Brown, he seems to be the big playmaker where you could start week in and week out. For Godwin and Evans, man, you know, it's a bitter hit or miss, Zach, and sometimes... When Brady says, okay, you know what? This kind of game, we could just run it down their throat, crush the clock, and we're going to use Leonard Fournette. Well, that means people like Godwin, Mike Evans, are going to be the players that don't have those good games. So right. there are some there's some frustrated owners, but overall, Godwin and Evans are both top 20 wide receivers. And so, yeah, you you brought in the, uh, the, the Tampa Bay offense conversation. It's just amazing what a machine is. And that's all because of the undisputable NFL GOAT, Tom Brady, going to Tampa Bay, winning Super Bowls immediately, and everybody that goes there just falls in line and knows how to be a great player, teammate, and they're putting up some big numbers there as well. 
Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic there in Tampa Bay because it's working so good. And something we haven't seen in years, by the way. If not, I don't even think we've seen it really uh, since he's been in the league. But Russell Wilson now out for a couple weeks. Boy, does that change that Seattle offense, especially Chris Carson out too. I mean, you want to talk about depleted and who's actually starting for this team. And there's a couple studs still sitting there on the outside at wide receiver. What do you do there with Seattle, that offense, the running backs? And those wide receivers, because if you got Lockett or Metcalf, I mean, you have to start them, right? Don't you? No, you have to start DK Metcalf. Yes, right. So DK Metcalf is a no-brainer starter. How could you put a man of such ability and talent on the bench? They're going to get him the targets. But the beauty of Tyler Lockett was the bomb, right? Right. That was the Russell Wilson throwing the ball. Oh. A million miles in the air, and Lockett just running underneath it. That's what uh, you're not going to get from Geno Smith. So right now, Tyler Lockett should not be starting on fantasy football teams unless, again, you have no other choice because he's your best option based right. off a very bad bye week and or injury week. Uh, no, I think Tyler Lockett needs to be on your bench. You can't – all this is is very bad luck for DK Metcalf is how I see it because – you drafted him to be your wide receiver one, maybe your wide receiver two, and you're going to get not just based on watching Geno Smith, you're not going to get those numbers from him. He can have a few big games, a few big plays. I'm not doubting that. But the consistency week in, week out, 100-yard games, it's not going to happen until Russell Wilson is back, and hopefully he will be back later on in the year, and you could tread water until he comes back. Yeah, it's just an interesting there. I don't think, has Russell Wilson ever been hurt and missed games at a time in his career? I, I can't even remember. No, the answer is no. Right, he's right, never, he has remember, never right. been. Correct. So right. this is a first, and it's bad luck, but uh, he, apparently he is working, and he's the type of player that is going to get back on a timetable faster than expected. That's what people are saying. So he will be back within the fantasy season. So you, again, you just got to do the best you can. You got to pray that Metcalf gets some wide receiver screens and then just takes it the distance, things like that, or takes a, a, a slant over the middle and just boom, boom, one step and gone. Because otherwise, it could be some bad games for Metcalf, and it's certainly going to be bad games for Lockett. Yeah, it's going to be interesting what happens there with that Seattle offense while Russell Wilson is out for a couple more weeks. Who knows how long he really will be out at this point. All right, let's talk about another situation that is really up. We just went from the Tampa Bay offense, which is unbelievable, to the Seattle offense, which is right now poop uh, without Russell Wilson, to a a situation where uh, this team has lost, and I think right now they have 18 guys since preseason that are on IR and are still having a really good season. The Baltimore Ravens. But that running back situation for a team that runs for 100 yards almost just about every single game, there is not one running back that you could really pinpoint as the guy in that team unless you're starting Lamar Jackson, right? It's completely bizarre. You're looking at the number one rushing team in the NFL in the Baltimore Ravens. And what do you do? You think, oh, yeah, I would want that guy. Well, here's a breakdown, Zach, of last week's rushing uh, distribution for this team. You have Devontae Freeman, the veteran, nine rushes, 53 yards. Lamar, eight rushes, 51 yards. Levante Murray, nine rushes, 44 yards. Le'Veon Bell, eight (laughs) rushes, 18 yards. So that's so weird. Four different players that had between eight 
and nine rushes. And then you remember, remember Tyson Williams, who right. was going to be the guy, the rookie? Guy's not even on the team right now, or he's not making the weekly lineups right now. And some weeks he will. It is the most bizarre rushing attack, but it obviously works because those numbers were beautiful, but it's spread across four different running backs. So in a week like this, if you were to ask me, who should I start? Should I start Murray? Should I start Freeman? Should I start Bell? The answer is, it's anybody's game, right? right. You're, you got to be lucky. Who I can't answer that, right? So Freeman had nine rushes, 53 yards, and a, and a touchdown, right? Murray had nine rushes, 45 yards, and a touchdown. I said again, Bell even scored. So it's really a risky situation and one that I personally am fully staying away from. I'm not starting any Ravens running backs in the ridiculous amount of fantasy leagues that I'm involved in. I'm staying fully away. I do not trust it because if I start one player, I know the other five are going to blow up not, and not the guy that I started. Right. Of course, you know that's going to end up happening at that point. Whatever happened just to the good old days of just J.K. Dobbins being the number one running back for this team, right? Like, you no, know, he wasn't even the. He was still in a mix of three. Right. I just, was, I was hoping you. Right. I was right. There was Gus the bus. He went down. There was Justice Hill. He went down. There was J.K. Dobbins. He went. It just never stopped. Uh, it's been a, a wild ride there. I thought you were going to go back. Like, why can't it just be the days where a team like Baltimore or just it just has like a one running back that was oh, just Jamal Lewis. The, yeah, back Lewis. to the days Thank of Ray you. Rice. Right. Right. Thank you. Wow. I, yeah. Both well, both of them perfect examples because. Right. That was simple. There was one running back on the team, and they were really good. And you started them without a thought. These yeah. committees have come, you know, become the new norm for us in the last ten years. Where's that? Where's the the land of the bell cow running back? Right for fantasy right. football. Where is Jerome Bettis? Where is right. Deuce Staley? I mean, we can I'll go tell you on. where they are. They're in Tennessee. That's where they are. They're sitting oh, yeah. in Tennessee. Derrick Henry is the only guy second, in the league. Zach. Right, right. That's that's literally it. Derrick Henry is the only bell cow running back in the entire league. That's it. That's it. Like, they, I mean, if they go to someone else to, to, to hand the ball off to in Tennessee, it's because Derrick Henry literally can't breathe and needs, like, one playoff. That's all they go to. All right, another thing that came up today uh, that really made some, some headlines, and it's going to be something that we're going to talk about, um, not just now, but for, I'm guessing, the next couple weeks here in the NFL and maybe even down here in Miami for the Miami Dolphins. Deshaun Watson's name popped up once again today. All the reporters in Houston, including John McClain from the Nakatomi Tower, who came out with this information, um, that Deshaun Watson and the Dolphins are very close. Exactly. That's John McClain right there. Um, Deshaun Watson might be on the move a lot sooner than we all think, maybe even before that trade deadline hits. It's the uh, first week in November. What do you do with Deshaun Watson in leagues right now? Knows because you can't stash him on the IR. I tried that. It doesn't work. Uh, you get busted for that by the league commissioner because he's not on the IR. He's a healthy scratch every single week for the Houston Texans. But what do you do there? Do you save a roster spot for a guy like Deshaun Watson? Because there's two rumored teams right now, the Miami Dolphins and the Denver Broncos. Uh, I, I would I would think probably in the background is the Carolina Panthers. Uh, so it's possible in the next couple of weeks he not only gets traded to one of those teams, but the NFL doesn't levy any kind of suspension on him and lets him play this season out. What do you do with Deshaun Watson in a fantasy football league right now, Does? Well, it depends on your team, excuse me, your league. It depends on how deep of a bench you have 
it really depends, it, obviously, is he available. But if you're in a keeper league, for example, and he is not on a roster, put him on your roster. Don't even think twice about it. That's an obvious one for me, okay? But if you're in a two-quarterback league, right, and right now in a lot of two-quarterback leagues there are rules where you can't have uh, multiple quarterbacks. You can't have five different quarterbacks because you have to make sure one is available always. So most leagues are cut at three. Well, if for some reason the Houston quarterback in general is a free agent, I would run and pick up Deshaun Watson right now and hold on to him for a few weeks. Just to give you an idea, that news that we from the John McClain broke, we're not going to get into this because you're going to have four straight hours oh, tomorrow. Right. 110%, you will have four straight hours from 6 to 10 talking about this. But... When there's you know when there's fire there's smoke there's fire you know I I'm, I'm horrible with these type of analogies. You are yes you're bad yes but keep going. I, I, I appreciate it but everybody understands where I'm going with it. Absolutely. Okay? There might there might be something to this. Let's not break down that. Let's break down the fantasy part of it. He is allowed to play this year. Okay, if he is traded and the team decides to play him. So if he were to be traded to a team before the November second deadline. There's a very good chance that one or two weeks later, that will be the starting quarterback of that team after he gets acclimated to the offense. So what is Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson's a top five NFL quarterback. Deshaun Watson's a top five NFL fantasy quarterback. If he is on the waivers right now, I believe it is worth putting him on your roster no matter what your quarterback is. Because, as you know, there are late bye weeks, there are teams that have injuries, and if you have Deshaun Watson on your bench and Pat Mahomes is your starter, well, let me tell you something. You have a player that somebody else is going to want, and they're going to have a player that you're going to want, and you're going to make a pretty easy trade. So, I think that it is worth picking up Deshaun Watson, waiting what the news looks like until Halloween or a few days after Halloween, so you're looking at a few weeks, Right. Rost- roster him, and if he doesn't get traded by the trade deadline, then maybe you could let him go. If it's if that's at that point, it looks like he's not going to be able to play for anybody but Houston. Right. At th- at that point, I and would say okay. And they will play him. They will not play Deshaun Watson this year, no matter what, because there's some something in the contract with an injury that possibly guarantees next year's money. They don't want to get all into that. They're going to give him his ten million dollars to sit on the bench this year, or they're going to move him. Those are the two options. Yeah. Again, uh, there was a report that is disputing the report. So we're right now in that news of social media and time where people are right now trying to get their name out. They're trying to speculate. But there were three Houston reporters that all on that Twitter have a blue check mark next to their name like you do for a certain reason, right? It's because they have... It's their job. It's of reputation. And they're not going to throw that out there without there being something to it. So from a fantasy perspective, if you have a bench spot that is open, and let me tell you, for a player like this, that with the small percentage chance that he is actually traded and then able to start this year, I would want him for the next few weeks on my roster just to see what happens. It's a piece. It's a commodity. It's just like holding a stock, and that value could skyrocket. And right now, it's at a point where you could you could buy it. He's out there on the waiver wire. So go to your league right now. Go on your app right now. Pick him up for whatever wide receiver you're stashing right now. Uh, you know, if do you think you need right now Sheenault Jr. on your team? You know, look, he's going into a bye week. I made a decision today in a few leagues. 
He's not consistent enough for me. I'm not right. going to not pick up Deshaun Watson because of Sheenault Jr., who I like, Oscar LaVisca. Right. But I have a thinned-out roster, but I still felt it was necessary to put him on my team just in case that happens because if it does, you're going to really hit a home run. Right. I totally agree with you on that one right there. That's the nose. I am Zach. This is Zach and the nose brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Got a couple text messages to get to. We got the sniff test with a tight end pick of the week. Uh, yes or nose and the nose pick of the week. We have plenty to get to in about 40 minutes here on the show. Let's take a break. We'll come back with a bunch of stuff, including possibly some more news. And I'm looking at Twitter right now on Deshaun Watson. We'll get to all that when we get back. Welcome back to the Tropical Chevrolet Fantasy Football Show with Zach and the Nose on AM560 and FM96.5 HD2, The Joe, WQAM. We're back here, Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Big shout out to the GM over there, Danny, and the king and queen of Tropical Chevrolet, Ari and Erica. Those are our people right there, and because of them, we do this show for you each and every week. By the way, just a little tease for us, next week, we're on again at 6 o'clock on Wednesday. So tune in 6 p.m. next week, next Wednesday, for a Wednesday night edition of Zach and the Nose. Let me get to a text message or two before we get to the award-winning segment, Yes or Nose. We're going to do the sniff test coming up, tight end pick of the week, nose pick of the week as well. Uh, PPR need one, Nose. Devontae Parker, Peoples-Jones, or Sterling Shepard? I am going to go with Sterling Shepard as of this moment, as of today. Um, Is Devontae Parker fully playing, Zach? Are you aware of that or not? I cannot trust Devontae Parker any week the rest of the season at this point. I don't know if he's going to play or not. I don't know if he's injured or hurt, and because of that... I cannot trust him each and every week now. So I'm going to go with more than likely he'll probably miss this week. Okay, then I'm going to go with Sterling Shepard. Peoples-Jones has Case Keenum throwing the ball. And again, I know he had a big stat line last game. That's because he caught a Hail Mary. Uh, So we're going to go with Sterling Shepard. Still in a full PPR league. He is a... He's had uh, multiple games of 17-plus fantasy points when he plays because he catches a lot of balls and gets a lot of targets. All right, same uh, text, uh, part two of the question. Need two PPR. Uh, Eli Mitchell, Devontae Booker, Michael Carter, DJ Dallas, or Felton from the Browns. So pick uh, two here, PPR. Eli Mitchell, Devontae Booker, Michael Carter, DJ Dallas, or Felton from Cleveland. That is Eli Mitchell and Devontae Booker, as long as Saquon doesn't make a miracle comeback, which I do not expect. Easy one, put it in the books, Eli Mitchell and Devontae Booker. A very broad question here. It's a serious question. Who do you think is going to have the best defense this week? Who's the best defensive matchup this week? you got to go through just about every game to kind of look that. Now, before you even go through that, I want to tell you that I thought I accidentally kept Denver in my lineup one extra week too long. That might be a pretty good matchup this week, Denver versus Cleveland with all the injuries and all the people missing from that Thursday night matchup. But what else do you think this week with so many teams on by as well, trying to buy as much time as I can while you look through everything? Um, yeah, right you, right. you did good. Um, thanks uh, thanks for the stall, but I'm prepared right. now. Okay, so so deep, best defensive play this week. I'm guessing maybe this is a Daily Fantasy League question, and who would you buy this week? Forget about what it was going to cost. Who's going to have the best week, you think? 
Arizona at home versus Houston is going to be a festivus for the rest of us. That's a really good defense against a very, very bad offense. Uh, they have absolutely no quarterback in Houston. And so Arizona is my number one choice. I also, how do you not love the Los Angeles Rams at home against Detroit? Maybe Jared Goff decides to step up and you know play better against the team that sold out on him. I just don't think he's actually good enough to even make that feat. I'd be really worried. I mean, that Rams defense might be like, we want to kill this guy because right. he sort of stunk for us for a few years. You think Aaron Donald doesn't want to lick him? Uh, but overall, overall, Arizona's defense at home versus Houston is wonderful. Also, Tampa Bay at home versus Chicago. Justin Fields is not running the ball as much as I thought, which would open up the field as much. And against this Tampa Bay defense, I don't think he's going to be able to do anything. So between Los Angeles, Arizona, and Tampa, those are my three top plays of the week. All right, we'll get your text messages as they're coming in. Uh, 305-567-0560. But let's get to it. Garcia, hit the music. It's time for the award-winning segment, Yes or No's. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the award-winning segment we have birthed a couple weeks back called Yes or No's here. I will ask No's 10 questions, nine of them, football, fantasy football questions. The last question of the day, which is a two-parter again this week like it was last week. I think last week was a three-part question. This one's only two. Uh, And it's just going to be a life question. Something weird about No's, something maybe he likes or doesn't like, who knows? Who knows? Get it? Hey, look what I did there. Anyways, let's get to it right now. Question number one for you. I saw this the last 24 hours with all the injuries happening in Cleveland. Ernst or whatever the hell you say his name, Johnson, is going to be the start of the week. This comes from a fantasy football guy on a major network. Yes or no's? No's. He's not going to be the start of the week. That was an easy one for you to answer, right? We've discussed him a few times. I understand he's going to be a starter. He's going to be the volume volume player for Cleveland, so I get it. If you have to put him in your lineup, going against a very hungry defense and a very good uh, rush defense as well. So overall, is he going to be the star of the week or the pickup star of the week? Knows. Is Case Keenum a better start this week than Teddy Two Gloves? Knows. Teddy Two Gloves is A-OK. Get off his back. Right, seriously. Leave Teddy Two Gloves alone at this point. And it comes with that last text that came in and something we've talked about also. Denver defense is a must-start this week with the Cleveland offense so bad. I think you already answered this one. It's yes. a good start this week. Yes, right? he's yeah, a great a start, start, of course. Right. Von Miller. Correct. Okay, here we go into some serious ones from around the rest of the NFL. I always like to start off with a couple Thursday night ones because normally we have the kickoff about But now let's after. get serious. Let's let's get real serious, Zach, let's okay? Let's get Real. This is a perfect first one to start when you're talking about getting real. Is Tua a good fantasy start this week versus Atlanta? Yes or no? Absolutely yes. Yes, he is. I expect Tua to come out and have a very good game at home versus Atlanta. Is he going to have as good of a fantasy day as last week? Probably not, but last week proved he has the ability to throw for 300-plus yards and throw for multiple touchdowns. And at home versus an Atlanta defense that is sustainable to uh, a good throwing game, I have Tua stepping up for 275 and two yards. So is he a good start? Yes, he is a good start. Yes or no's, Jersey Joe Burrow will have an awesome week this week against that Baltimore defense. Yes, Jersey Joe Burrows is just flat out a gunslinger, and I'm not betting against him 
ever. True uh, future. He's going to be just a part of a good discussion of a part of a really good of young crop of quarterbacks that we're going to be talking about for a lot of years to come. Yes or no's. Kenyon Drake is worth a stash at this point for that Vegas offense. Yes, worth a stash. Absolutely. Last week, Gruden's out, and all of a sudden, we see Kenyon Drake playing some really good football. Coincidence? I don't know. Maybe so. Let's check it out. You know, we know that Josh Jacobs is a uh, a little brittle. You know, he's not the most durable player. So we have to keep Kenyon Drake on our teams if we have some deeper rosters. I think he could become a fantasy-relevant running back in the next two to three weeks. All right, here's an interesting one that I saw in the last 48 hours from an NFL guy who tries to be a fantasy football guy. I'm not going to give any names out. Works for ESPN. Uh, Is Cam Newton worth a stash in your fantasy football league in a two-quarterback league? How about that? Yes or no? That's that's just the biggest no. What? 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 Right. I saw that, and I was kind of confused by that because, A, he's not on a roster yet, and, B, he's not on a roster yet. So there you uh, go. And, C, when he is on a roster, he's still not good. So let's – Let's just remember Cam Newton has to take about 30 seconds to cock back the ball and to let it go out of his hands. He's a has-been. He had his career already. Move on from uh, Cam Newton, and he should move on from himself and live his life. Bonus part of that question, what if he signs with Seattle? Do you pick him up, yes or no's? No's. Okay, just want to make I'm just sure. done with him, okay? Let's right. go. <laughs> Get it. Okay, here's a good one for you. Has Cooper Cup become the best wide receiver in fantasy football? Yes or no's? Tough one. My, you really just stunned me right now with that. Well, I figured one. after the Cam Newton one, I'd give, give you, yeah. Nose. I'm going nose. with nose. Okay. Right. Overall, I still believe that Tyreek Hill is the best wide receiver in fantasy due to that unique offense. But Cooper Cup is no doubt solidified himself of being a top five. Uh, wide receiver, no doubt. All right, last fantasy football question before we get to the personal stuff. Calvin Ridley is ready for the game of his life this week against the Miami Dolphins. Yes or no's? Yes! Calvin Ridley is going to make Dolphin fans want to cry again and again and again. It's just bad timing for him on this one for sure. Right, right. That's an Bad timing for the Dolphins because the Ridley is going to come back and, and haunt them today. Right. I got right. a feeling if you're a Calvin Ridley owner, you're finally going to get your first real week of a good fantasy wide receiver one. All right. Coming home, too. You never you never could uh, He's coming uh, take a guy home. off. Right, right. When he does that. Okay. Two-part weird question of the week here to end yes or no's. Strangest food you have ever eaten is... It's called natto. It's called natto, which is a fermented soybean, which is a Japanese specialty. And it looks like mucus on top of chickpeas. And it was literally the grossest thing I have ever, ever put into my mouth. And I have never understood why anybody would pay money to eat it. But I did, and it was the worst thing. So if anyone's out there... And knows what natto is. And I hope there's just one of you. You're like, yes, that is right. It is the most gruesome, disgusting thing I've ever had. Oh, that's a good one. I thought you might go with the cricket tacos that you bought that one night. Uh, I enjoy up, a up cricket there. taco. Know, you see, that's, it's got to be pretty bad for me. I'm an adventurous right. eater. I, I go I go for it. Right. But natto, not, not going not gonna to do it. Right, right. right. 
Uh, second part of that one, which has nothing to do with the first part of it. One weird fact about nose that nobody knows is one weird thing the nose does or has in his repertoire that maybe someone would go, holy moly, that's weird. Oh my God. I mean, Think do we about have to break a second? I was going to go and you know bring up the shocker that we've always discussed on our podcast about me and you. The weirdest thing? Oh, yeah, why not? Let's just throw it out there. Throw it out the there. Weird, the weirdest thing about me is that my fantasy partner, Zach, and my radio host, my wife, lost her virginity in his bed, Zach's bed, but not to Zach, thankfully, because we would not be Correct. doing the show right now if you fully knocked up my wife and or took her virginity. That was your friend, Brad. Yeah, that's right. We, 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 right. Weirder enough? Is that weird enough that you... I Everybody's mean, got know. a Brad. Everyone's, Everyone's got, got a Brad. Brad. Uh, it's a great comment by Garcia there. Uh, true fact there, by the way, Garcia, it was during a high school party where my parents went out of town. We used to call it Zach Stock, and about 90 kids would sleep over my house in any place in the house that there was a position to sleep. And, of course, in my bedroom, two of my best friends, Brad and Evan, took their girlfriends at the time there, slept there, and... There you go. The end of that story happened. That no, the end of their virginity happened. Correct. And it knows his wife in my bed, of course, and not with me. Right. So there you go. Okay. That uh, sums up yes or no's for this week. We did it. Hey, you're going to bring the pain. I have zero shame. You know that. So let's go. I, no, no, no shame for me at that point. Uh, it was an interesting fact that I'll always have and we'll always have together. How about that? And it is a little weird. It is a little weird. weird. Right. Of course. Because the first time, by the way, Garcia, that he brought this up, it took him a quick uh, second to say that it wasn't me. And a lot of people were like, wait a minute. That's weird that you're doing a podcast together and you took Nose's wife's virginity. No, that was not correct. It was in my house, in my bed, just not with me. So there you go to sum all that up quickly and to get past this as quickly as possible. That is another edition <laughs> of Zach or Nose. 305-567-0560 is the text machine if you want to be, if you want to come in. Someone just said, uh, I feel bad for the nose. Brad sucks. Yeah, I don't even know if this guy knows Brad or not, but it's possible, right? At that point, good text Arch there. nemesis. 305-567-0560. Everybody's got a Brad that nobody likes Brad. Right. Nobody likes Brad, right? You say that there. All right, this is Zach of the Nose Fantasy Football Show. Let's take our last break here before we, so we can wrap things up in the last second. We still have a lot to get to, including the sniff test, your text messages, the tight end pick of the week, and the nose pick of the week as well. Let's take a break. This is Zach and those. We're back right after this. Welcome back to the Tropical Chevrolet Fantasy Football Show with Zach and the Nose on AM560 and FM96.5 HD2, The Joe, WQAM. All right, back here to wrap things up. It's Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Remember, next Wednesday... We're on again at 6 p.m., so if you want to catch us next week before week 8 of the NFL season, this is where you will catch us, 6 p.m. next Wednesday, Zach and the Nose. A little uh, promotion there for that, uh, as you'll hear our promo playing during the week as well for that, but we just want to make sure that everybody knew that. Okay, still a lot to get to here in the show in this last segment. Um, Nose, let's get to the tight end pick of the week before we get to the sniff test. Can we do that? I always like the tight end pick of the week. Um, and I'm excited to hear this week because I know that I'm going to probably have one of these weeks, the tight end that you do pick for tight end pick of the week. I'm hoping this week is it, but let's start with that. It's now time for the week seven nose tight end pick of the week. And we are on a hot streak of having touchdowns last week. Zach Ertz, the nose pick of the week found himself in the end zone. And then he found himself on Arizona literally a minute later. Pretty wild, Zach. Right. Uh, but this week, you know what? 
Thursday night football, I'm giving you a reason to watch. We haven't discussed him much, but Noah Fant is the nose pick tight end of the week. Love it. I am a big fan. Teddy Two Gloves has been finding him. Last week, he had a very nice week. I expect it to keep going. I'm expecting 80-plus yards and a touchdown with five or six catches. Again, this is the most targeted player this week on Denver. Teddy Two Gloves is feeling him up the middle. So get Noah Fant in your lineup. If you're doing DFS, Noah Fant should be your tight end uh, in a daily league if you're starting on Thursday. So go with Noah Fant. Tight end, nose pick of the week. I love it. Finally, finally, on one of my teams, I have a nose pick for the tight end of the week. I'm always happy when that happens there. Let's get to the sniff test. we got a couple minutes left here uh, before we turn things over to national radio until we take over in the morning. The Joe Rose Show with Zach Grants. Let's get to that sniff test. Let's get a couple players from the quarterback, running back, and wide receiver position that knows likes this week. And, of course, if we have players that pass the sniff test, we're going to have players that fail the sniff test as well. Let's start with that quarterback position knows. Let's rifle through them. Players that pass the sniff test at the quarterback position. Give me a couple. That's a big sniff there, right? Yeah. My God. Right. Aaron Rodgers at home versus Washington is a wonderful start for DFS leagues. I think he's going to put top five numbers up. Matt Ryan at home versus your Miami Dolphins. I'm sorry, but right now Matt Ryan found Kyle Pitts and he found him in a big way. And I have a big comeback game for Calvin Ridley. So Matt Ryan, if you have one of those top quarterbacks that we've been discussing all uh, session about having a bye week, Matt Ryan is a perfect fill-in player if you have him or if he's available. And then last, I actually like Famous Jameis on Monday Night Football Ooh. versus the Seahawks. The Seahawks, Seahawks secondary outside of Jamal Adams has been atrocious. Famous Jameis is not afraid to throw the ball. We all know he's a big fan. I'm a big fan of him in a fantasy session. Taysom Hill, still concussion right now, may not play. So if he definitely does not play, then Jameis Winston is a really nice plug-in start for, again, a lot of really good quarterbacks on bye week. Again, we discussed it. You're looking at Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Big Ben, Kirk Cousins, Justin Herbert, and Trevor Lawrence. There are players that have to be replaced, and Famous Jameis is definitely a player I'm recommending for you. All right, before In, you get to the running back, well, I wanted yeah. to stop you before you get to the running back position because I want to talk about Jameis here for just one second. How much does it help him? Uh, not necessarily this week because I don't think he's back this week, but week eight, uh, can we be possibly seeing the return of Michael Turner? How much will that help Jameis? And how much Thomas. will that help? Uh, what did I say, Mike? What did I say, Michael Turner? Turner? Yeah, the former it? running back. That's what I meant. Right. That's what, exactly what I meant. Uh, Michael Thomas, hopefully coming back next week, week eight, or at least he'll be eligible to come back. Famous Jameis will be his quarterback there. How much does it help Jameis out? And how much does it help a guy like Alvin Kamara getting Michael Thomas back? How much does it help out everybody? Well, right. Michael, Th- Michael Thomas is not nearly two years removed from being the number one running back that was taken. You know, Before Devontae Adams was that number one guy, it was Michael Thomas, and he was literally a top 10 pick. Uh, I believe it was uh, three years ago for sure, and then two years ago. Then the injuries happened, and then the attitude happened. But here we are. And yeah, Famous Jameis is going to take a huge step forward if Michael Thomas could be Michael Thomas. If Michael Thomas is Michael Thomas, then if you drafted him and have been stashing him all along, it's like bringing back a really good player. We're not going to get excited and call him a wide receiver one yet. But if there's a type of quarterback that you want throwing the ball to Michael Thomas, it's Famous Jameis. Okay? And uh, I could see this being a very nice connection. But that being said, let's not get ahead of ourselves because 
I'm still reading that it's still two to three weeks away until Michael Thomas is being considered to start. Uh, so I still do think we're off. I think, again, the one thing holding back Jameis Winston from being a very startable quarterback is Taysom Hill. And Taysom right. Hill had a pretty horrible concussion two weeks ago. Last week they had a bye. The week prior he got hit real bad and he had to be stretched off. So we have to keep an eye on that. We haven't heard much about whether he's going to be available or not. But again, if he is out, Jameis Winston is a wonderful. Pick him up and start him for any of those quarterbacks that I just mentioned that are on a bye. All right, let's get back into the sniff test. I thought that'd be an interesting one. I'm sure that'll hit our observations the next couple of weeks also about Michael Thomas, not Michael Turner uh, in that situation. Let's get to the running back position. Give me a couple of players that for this week seven of the NFL season pass the sniff test. Give me a little watermelon chubba hubba baby Ooh. versus the Giants. Look, again, we're at a situation where I'm trying to mention some players right now. You're not hearing obvious players at the running back position. I'm recommending Chubba Hubbard versus the Giants. He's going to get the volume. He's right now currently basically the only running back they're using after McCaffrey. So you got to get him in there. I actually, you mentioned him early. I actually like in a desperate situation, Kenyon Drake versus the Eagles. Mm. He's Last week he was implemented in the offense a lot more than weeks prior to that. I think he's still full of talent. And I think, you know, what happened last year with the Cardinals, I think you're going to see more and more of that uh, for the Raiders moving forward. So if you're in a desperate place, I think Kenyon Drake's going to find the end zone uh, against the Eagles. And then in the same game, I'm going for the first time and I'm recommending in a crazy situation, Miles Sanders against the Raiders. So the big, big uh, problem, and it's not a problem for us Jalen Hurts fans, is Zach, they do not run the ball there. Right. And I right. know you know it. You're a Miles Sanders fantasy owner. That's right. But this week, when they last week when they started to run the ball, what happened? Gaps were wide open. So I think that Philadelphia is going to establish the run a little bit more this week. And Miles Sanders is finally going to break one. Maybe not for a touchdown, but he's going to break a big run. And I think he's going to find the end zone. So Miles Sanders is a player, again, this week where you're saying, do I start him? Do I not? Well, if you have a lot of week seven buy issues, I got no problem with you putting him in there. All right. Give me a couple of wide receivers for week seven of the NFL season that pass the sniff test. You must have been reading this because I have it written down. I think that Calvin Ridley might have a coming out party versus the uh, the Dolphins. T. Higgins at Baltimore. I think Baltimore is going to put two players on Jamar Chase, literally dedicate a cornerback and a safety to Jamar Chase, which is going to leave a big wide receiver in T. Higgins, one-on-one coverage. So watch out for T. Higgins having uh, a really good game, his first really good game since week one. And last but not least, it's a pretty obvious one, but I have to throw it out there. I think A.J. Brown is finally going to explode. He was one of those players that was taken in the third round in mostly every fantasy league. He has not brought the pain yet. And I say yet because this is mm-hmm. the week it's going to happen. He's going to go. The, the script is going to look like they're going to run the ball as much as possible with Derrick Henry, but they're going to have to throw it. So that play action to A.J. Brown, I am looking to see a lot of. All right, well, we have all kinds of players that pass the sniff test. That means that Snow's got a bunch of players that fail the sniff test as well. Let's start with that quarterback position and tell us three quarterbacks this week that fail the sniff test. (laughs) Yeah, bad sniff there. Yeah, bad. So, again, when I give you all these players that fail the sniff test, 
look, I know you have to start some of them. I'm just, that's all I'm going to say. But Justin, because of, again, because of how bleak and uh, decimated rosters are going to be this week. But Justin Fields against that Tampa Bay defense is not going to go well for him, okay? He's going to be best when he's able to run the ball. And against that defense, he's just not the right plug-and-play uh, for Justin Herbert, for example, if you have on a bye week. Don't do it. I think Carson Wentz is going to get rick-rolled against San Francisco uh, in San Francisco on Sunday night. There should be no uh, situation where you're starting them. 49ers are really good against the pass. And, man, Daniel Jones is that player that's had some great games. Danny Dimes, that's but right. But this is, this is a week where I, I don't know if he should be playing Zach. I mean, we watched him really concussed last week like yeah, he was yeah. falling looking like he had a a few too many shots of jaeger or something i mean he was mm-hmm. really banged up and so i'm actually shocked that he is playing but if he does play he's going against this incredibly good uh cohesive carolina panthers unit right now so uh, i would keep him on the bench with every possible loin in my body i would not put him out there yeah, if he's giving loins out there, you don't want to do that. Give me a couple running backs for week seven of the NFL season that fail the sniff test. I mean, I know you're going to have to start him, and I get it, but Khalil Herbert, who really looked great last week for the Bears, is going against the Bucks, the number one rush defense, the number one team against the run. Overall, man, I, I'm excited about owning Khalil Herbert in a league or two uh, until Montgomery comes back, until you see, oh, man, they're playing the Bucks. So right. if you play him, I understand why you play him, and I might have to play him myself, but scale back your expectations as to what he might do for you. Your best bet is maybe a few catches out of the backfield on a, on a screen where he breaks one, but they're really good against the rush. Uh, on Monday Night Football, if Alex Collins can't go, and right now he looks to be a 50-50 and it's just Wednesday night, Rashawn Penny is the uh, going to be named the starter. And I that is a huge no-go for me. I would not be starting him in his first game um, against, excuse me, New Orleans, who's got a really stout uh, rushing defense. So give that one a break. And we discussed Dearness Johnson more than anybody. We've discussed right, it. Right. I know you got to start him. Probably have to start him. Just don't expect anything to be earth-shattering from him. If he gets you 10 fantasy points, you win that war as far as I'm concerned. Right, right. That's a good one right there. All right, give me a couple wide receivers, by the way. we got quarterbacks. we got running backs in there. Give me a couple wide receivers for Week 7 of the NFL season. That failed the sniff test. Well, it looks like Kenny Galladay is going to be out for the Giants, and that means, in my opinion, Sterling Shepard's going to get a lot of attention. So... Uh, with Danny Dimes banged up, maybe playing, maybe not. I'm not loving Sterling Shepard uh, versus Carolina unless you are in one of those situations where you really got to start him. Right. I don't like Michael Pittman Jr. versus San Francisco. I think they're going to be shut down. And in the same game, get ready for Garcia. Brandon, Ayuk! He needs to have one good game before we could start him, and he still hasn't had that game. There it is. I knew you would get there. So I'm really still hopeful that he could turn around his season because I still, he was one of my preseason nosebleeds, if you would, at this point, because I really liked him and uh, I recommended him draft being drafted. He is fully unstartable at this point. So if you can leave him out of your lineup for this week and let him show you, let him earn a starting uh, consideration to be started on your roster. Oh, you can! 
There we go. That's in there right now. All right, those are the players the nose likes and doesn't like that pass and fail the sniff test for week seven of the NFL season. We do have a good slate of games, by the way, before we get to the nose pick of the week. Uh, there is a pretty good slate of games this week. Obviously, we've talked in uh, almost nauseam about Denver and Cleveland opening it up. Washington, Green Bay, Kansas City, Tennessee, Atlanta, Miami, the Jets, New England, Carolina, the Giants, Cincinnati, Baltimore. That's your one o'clock games right there. And a couple extra, I guess you could say, because usually there's like two or three, but there are four this week. Four o'clock games this week. Philly and Vegas, Detroit and L.A., which is an interesting one uh, right there. Houston and Arizona and Chicago and Tampa Bay. Uh, there are some interesting games. There is that one revenge game there, Detroit and Los Angeles. Do you think Jared Goff gets off the schneid a little bit against Los Angeles or no way? My God, did he get called out by his coach in that post-game conference. I mean, really, really got called out for that. So Jared Goff uh, was put on the spot by his coach, and you know what? No, I don't think he's going to step up. Right, I, think he's, right. I think he's going to take a step down. He's going against Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. Oh, I mean, God, And yes, right. he might know these guys, but uh, listen— the Rams knew, right? Jared Goff was not the pick. Look what happens right. when they put in a real quarterback in that situation. Stafford is excelling. I think that a uh, Jared Goff is, what is it called, a, a duck? What's it called when you're just sitting there, a lame duck? <laughs> right. he, is, he is a lame duck in Detroit. He has got very few games left of being a starting quarterback in the NFL. He is what they call, or my dad would say, that's a backup quarterback, all right? He's right. not a starting quarterback. That just guy reeks of what looks like a backup quarterback. So, no, revenge game, no revenge game. Detroit will probably be embarrassed in L.A. And stinker or non-stinker, Indy and San Francisco for the Sunday night football game? That's a great question. It's not a stinker if you're a Jonathan Taylor fantasy owner. Let me tell you something. Correct, you, right. You're fully interested. Last week, only 14 rushes and 145. I mean, he had a really awesome game. Obviously, he broke a long one. Uh, yes, Jonathan Taylor owners who had to be very patient because his first three weeks were real, real average. Uh, he's blown up. But other than that, yeah, it's a little bit of a stinker, Zach. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it is a little bit of a stinker, especially from a fantasy point of view. You got Debo Samuel on one side of the game. Must start. We, we've, we, you know, top five wide receiver, top three wide receiver when you're talking about uh, average per week. So uh, outside of Debo Samuel, look, I want to see what Elijah Mitchell uh, looks like, and I want to see uh, if Carson Wentz could play well against good defense. I doubt he can. And the Monday Night Football game to end the week, uh, week seven of the NFL season. The game we've all been waiting for. The matchup of quarterbacks we've all been waiting for. Famous Jameis and Geno Smith. Woo-wee. Not what we expected when, nope. uh, yes, that was not what we expected. Exactly. Right. It's, it's going to be, uh, you know what, listen, this is a game where Famous Jameis is going to say, you know, I'm a starting quarterback in the NFL and treat me that way. I'd like to see him be able to step up and do that. Can he? Maybe. You know, Callaway is a deep sleeper this week. Uh, I think he's their best wide receiver right now. And so we'll see. A lot of Alvin Kamara, though. You know, Kamara owners are going to want to watch to see him and see what he could do against Seattle. And I expect him to have a pretty, pretty big game. All right. It's finally that time of the show. We're going to end things here, but we can't end it without... The nose pick of the week. Week 7 of the NFL season kicks off tomorrow night on Thursday Night Football. But the most anticipated fact or stat of the week comes right now. It's the nose pick of the week. That is right. It is the nose pick of the week. 
and the music is for a particular reason. Uh-oh. I was told you I wasn't going to give you guys just an easy handout. Thank you for giving it to me, Garcia. James Conner, Jimmy Conner versus the Houston Texans. Last week, he had 16 rushes for 71 yards, and they were grinding yards for Arizona. Well, this week, you're going against the Houston Texans, 31st in the NFL against the, the rush. So I expect Arizona to run the ball, and when they choose to run the ball, they're going with Conner over Edmonds. So this is the week to start James Conner, get him in your lineup. He's going to get you not one, Zach, but he's going to get you two touchdowns. Ooh. I'm saying it right now. 75 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. The Terminator is the nose pick of the week, James Conner. James Conner, the week seven nose pick of the week. That is great stuff. And that is the end of our program tonight. We're back on next Wednesday, 6 p.m. right here on 560 The Joe. From my guy, Danny Garcia, my partner in crime, The Nose, Spencer The Nose. Follow him on Twitter, by the way, at Spencer Nose, N-O-S-E. I am Zach Krantz from The Joe Rose Show with Zach Krantz. I'll speak to you in about eight hours or so on the morning show here, and I'm sure we'll talk about Deshaun Watson a little bit. That'll do it for us. Thank you, as always, to the great, great people of Tropical Chevrolet. Find new roads to Tropical Chevrolet in Miami Shores. Danny, the GM, and the King and Queen. Ari and Erica. That'll do it for us. Nose Garcia, have a good week. We'll speak to everyone next Wednesday. Have a great week of fantasy football, and I hope you win, unless you're playing me. Peace. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 